Welcome to this fall recap edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. I am Carl James. Today is Sunday, October 8th, 2023. The Indiana Hoosiers traveled to South Bend yesterday for a fall exhibition with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. In 16 innings, the Hoosiers defeated the Irish 19-8. Cassidy Palmer and I caught up with head coach Jeff Mercer by phone this evening to get some insights on the progress the Hoosiers have made so far this fall. The offensive production against Notre Dame uh, was better than that against Indiana State. Uh, what have the hitters been working on in between contests, and what do you feel led to the better uh, performance? There are several things kind of converging all at once. We moved the fall up three three weeks for us. Our individuals period used to be like six weeks, uh, and we moved it up to, to where the individuals period is only three weeks, and then we begin our team. And then we go back into individuals after that. <laughs> and the reason being is we had more time to do, you know, velo cycles on the mound and pitch design on the mound. And we had more chances to do bat speed programs offensively. And we could just do more specialized stuff, especially in the weight room where we could impact the, the, the game differently. So the first couple of weeks, you're trying to make swing adjustments, get in game speed, game ready. There's just a lot of converging things all at the same time. Uh, Indiana State can really pitch. They're really, really talented on the mound. So that's a part of that deal. Uh, and then <clears throat> when you're making swing adjustments in the middle of that, it's, it's kind of part of it. Uh, and then the other, the, the last piece that after we kind of got through that, and then we got through the next week, the last week to 10 days, we've been working on uh, a lot more directional stuff, uh, a lot more of, of actual approaches and, the, the direction we want to go, implementing um, pro approaches, what pitches to take, what counts to do what in. And, and so that really helps when you can get kind of to that part of the, um, of kind of the, the, the teaching where you, you're starting to really get into the nuance of how to have an at-bat. But really the first couple of weeks, you're really just teaching guys how to load, how to sequence. Um, and, and so then, you know, you're, you're, if you want to do a good pitching staff, then you're probably going to get beat up a little bit, which we did. But since then, we've been able to kind of put in the next couple of progressions. And then we were able to get on the spin ball machine. And once we get to, once we get to the point where I felt comfortable turning them loose onto the spin ball machine uh, and really have them live at bats, then, then I can really accelerate the, the, the learning curve and the learning process. But if we don't, if we don't do the, the load sequence up front and we don't teach that part first and really hammer it, then, then we kind of, we kind of lose that, that initial um, mechanical phase. And, and if you lose that, it's really hard to go back and do it again. And would I be right in saying that that's kind of what, uh, cause I know you talked a lot about, you know, making sure these guys are on fastball timing. Is that, is that part yeah. of that process? Yes, exactly. So the first three or four weeks where I'm really just teaching them how to load correctly how to rotate and load and a lot of that um, a lot of that's like pull side drills <clears throat> so they're doing a lot of pull side drills so if you notice against Indiana State we pulled off a lot of balls well the best way to teach a guy to load is to is to set a drill set up where he pulls a lot of balls and learns how to pull it in the air um, and so it once you get through that, then you've got to get them back on to, like you said, fast, how to teach them to be on fastball timing. And then you're, you're getting everybody from different programs or from high school or transfers or whatever it is, you're getting all those guys because in different programs, some guys are sitting breaking balls and, and even counts or breaking balls behind. And we don't do that. Or at high school, you know, you're guessing pitches and 
at this level, especially a team as good as Indiana State, you, you just you can't guess. The guys are they're they're too good. They throw too hard. The fastballs are too hard, and so you got you got to get them on fastball timing in all counts. And what what pitches you want to what you what pitches you want to you want to uh, take right. So if a guy's a, a great changeup guy, then maybe you're going to take take the changeup uh, until you get a strike and hit the fastball and the breaking ball because the breaking ball would be his third pitch and some of those different things. But yes, a big one is. We just we just got to get on fastball timing with good direction in the middle of the field or your opposite field gap, and it's hard to do both of those at once. It's hard to teach the load correctly and be on fastball timing in the middle of the field. They're just they're 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 incongruent. Uh, who in particular stood out for you among the uh, the hitters? Carter Matheson was pretty electric. Um, he was pretty awesome. I think in the, the first game, he, he was one for three with a single and a walk. In the second game, he was three for three with a single, a double, and a home run that was hit a long, long way. Brock Tibbetts in the second game was five for five with a double. In the first game, Nick Mitchell was two for five with a single and a double. Josh Pine hit a home run in this first, in this first at bat of the first game. Uh, Brock Tibbetts in the first game was one for three with a home run. Tyler Cerny hit a grand slam to right center in his first at bat. Joy B was awesome in the first game. He was two for three with a walk, two singles. He was awesome. He did have a collision at first base with an injury. We're not sure how, how what it's going to be like, but he was he was spectacular in the first game. Uh, I was just going to say T.J. Schuyler in the second game. He hit into two double plays, but made a really nice adjustment. Walked and hit double to left center. He he had two walks and a double. It's a pretty good day for a freshman. Now you've had uh, you have several key players uh, settling into positions that they did not play in the spring. You know, even if they obviously played at those positions at other at other levels, how are those guys yeah. progressing in their defensive roles? Brock Tibbetts caught really well yesterday. I thought our catching was probably our most improved defensive position from. Uh, from two weeks ago to yesterday, we caught really, really well. Brock caught most of the games of the, of the first game. Uh, and then after the injury, I put him at first base and put Joey, uh, I'm sorry, TJ Schuyler in the catch. And TJ caught really well. And then Jake Stadler came in and caught at the end <clears throat> and caught well, too. So I thought catching was good to be a good job. Joey B was good at first base, uh, made, a, made a play or two. He was more comfortable over there. Tyler Cerny made uh, – a uh, throwing, just kind of a quick throw early that Joey couldn't pick. Um, it just kind of got caught in between. But after that, Tyler played really good defense. He made six or seven really nice plays, played very fundamental. And then we, I think we made one error on the whole day in 18 or 16 innings. And it was like in the second inning, just on that throwing year. So <clears throat> Joey was good at first. Tyler was good at short. Uh, Tibby was good behind the plate. Carter made a diving catch and left, put him in left to start the first game. He made like a left-handed hitter, sliced the ball to left, down and towards the line. He made a diving catch, really a really nice catch. Um, so I'm trying to think about who else would have been different position. But yeah, we we they 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 dropped a couple of pop flies in the second game, and and it was tough. Like it was, you kind of had to battle, and it was raining and cloudy and thin, sunny and windy, and we didn't we didn't we didn't have any drop flies or any issues. The only potential issue came on a fly ball in the left field line. 
Pine went over to get it <clears throat> and Cerny was going over top to help like he does in the triangle and ran directly into the third base umpire. So uh, Pine knocked the third base umpire down and I'm sorry, Cerny knocked the third base umpire down and like a, like a collapsing bridge, like <clears throat> that thud and then Pine hung onto it and caught it. And uh, kind of similarly, what are you seeing out of the uh, new guys in, in these couple of contests? I thought the freshmen did well. They came in and made their plays defensively. TJ Schuyler was the front runner of the group. He played the best of the new guys. Fought well, had good at bats. Uh, and then <clears throat> the rest of those guys were all good. Bakes, uh, Bakes hammered the ball to left field, but on a regular day was a no-doubt homer. I mean, he hammered it. Wiggins walked twice. Um, and then I would say Burkle's defense, you know, he just continues to be a really nice, steady defender. <clears throat> just, an, um, just, just what we, we hoped he would be. He's going to get better offensively. We've got some adjustments to make. Um, but he's a good base runner. He walks. He'll steal a few bases, but he just very turned a couple double plays, uh, very steady and, and good defensively. So that was good to see. And then Mitchell, Mitchell is Mitchell. He's a good player, so he was good. Uh, so what did you learn uh, yesterday about the progress that your pitchers have made? We honestly pitched it really well. Um, we had one inning in the, in the second game. We gave up two hits in the second game. Besides that inning, we had one hit in seven innings, <clears throat> and they were they were terrific. Uh, I would say – we are we have more depth than we've had uh, in in my time at Indiana. I think it's still um, it's still to be determined how deep we are as far as front like front line guys. You know, and are we going to have three or or are we going to have like six, seven, eight? Um, but we've got right now. You you look at thirteen, fourteen guys that you feel pretty comfortable. Uh, putting putting out there in most any situation, and and that's uh, very exciting. And what I get probably the most excited about is the they'll gain they'll get so much better over the off season just with the way that we do training and pitch designs and velo cycles. And so this is the this is the lowest <clears throat> this is the worst that will be from a stuff standpoint. <clears throat> and I thought we were I thought we were good and I thought we were deeper than we we have been. Uh, Foley continues to progress as a as a as a, a real starting candidate. He landed the off speed pitch through through a lot of strikes. He was just really really good. Um, I thought Ethan Phillips <clears throat> took another real step forward in my eyes as as far as having really abrasive stuff. He's had a good fall, but um, he he was he was just I mean he was dominant yesterday. Uh, a lot of just uncomfortable swings and, and, and guys were, were just rather kind of befuddled. Um, I just, I think I, I see a, a, a good attitude and, and better mound presence and demeanor, more of an attacking mentality and, and good stuff kind of across the board. I thought Eli Shaw was really good again yesterday. He was, you know, 10 pitch inning with a strikeout mixed in. Um, so I just, I guess I'm pleased that the, the attitude and the demeanor of the group, I think they've got good leadership in the group. I think, you know, Reisdorf and, and Kraft, Holderfield, Foley, I think those guys have a really good hold on the room and, and the pulse of the group. And they're, they're, they're really pushing them. And it's, 
it's you know we've, we've had some good leaders in the past but sometimes it's one or two guys I've kind of led the group but it seems like there's more depth in that in that group of guys that get it and they understand it and you know you guys we've talked about this the the the, the experience of going and playing in the regional last year and playing in the on that stage it it just it shapes you differently and and you can tell some of those guys once they saw it and they understood it it's it's just impacted the way especially in the pitching room it's impacted the way that those guys understand the game and 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 what's um what what leads to success we're just we're throwing more strikes we're more aggressive uh, we're we're getting ahead in counts more often we're getting lead off out more often uh, it's it was they, they did a really good job i think we had Ryan Kraft gave up a three-run homer. <clears throat> there was a there was a pop fly that was a tough play in foul territory that you would like to have us catch. It was a 50-50 ball, and we didn't come down with it. And uh, and the guy hit a throw homer. And then the second game, we had a, a grand slam hit. But that that accounted for seven of their eight runs and in, in the 16 innings with those two swings. So if if you take <clears throat> if you look at it from in total. We pitched really, really well. I think we gave up six hits in the first game and two hits in the second game in total. Um, and and anytime I think you do, anytime you do that, you're 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 doing a good job. I was just really pleased. Just a ton of swings and misses, a ton of weak contact, um, and and a, a a lot of good stuff. So you look at two good performances then, uh, both with with teams that have the significant uh, programs with significant recent postseason experience, uh, yeah, yeah. and both here in yeah. the state of Indiana. So uh, first of all, what does that you know what does that level of competition say about what your team has done, and yeah. what does that mean for the state of college baseball in Indiana? Well, you you're you're so right there. The state of college baseball in the state of Indiana is as good as it's ever been. And you look at not just Notre Dame, but obviously an Indiana state, but, you know, ball state and Evansville and, and, and just a lot of the programs of, that are, that are right there that were bubble teams last year um, or, or obviously ball state making the regional, but <clears throat> Evansville being right there on the cusp as well last year, I think they went to the, the Missouri Valley championship game. Um, so it was, it's just, I don't know that it's ever been more balanced across the boards, which is, which is exciting because it's, and it's good from the standpoint that we get to do play those teams on an annual basis. It's good for our RPI. It's good for our experience, you know, playing those, playing these teams in the fall. <clears throat> we, you know, in the, in the, in the, when we first came to Indiana, they first allowed us to do this. We would play. I've always been a, a firm believer that playing the best teams that you can makes you better. It hardens you. It, it makes it your job easier as a coach. And, you know, we first came and, and we were allowed to do these. We were a little more tempered with it as we, we played junior college and we would play another good team. We played Louisville there for a number of years. and But we would kind of balance it out a little bit. And, and you know, last year was <clears throat> kind of the next progression in that where we played, you know, two quality teams. And then this year we really wanted to go play the best teams that we could get on the schedule. And, and for us, I think that's something that we'll do moving forward is just both of those games and every opportunity we can, we just play the best teams that you possibly can. Cause you get, there's so much feedback. Then the, the, I would say the feedback loop is so much tighter that way. And it is. And so you get a lot of uh, feedback with it. And I think, you know, I think we're, we have physical ability. I, I think the, the, 
the question I had for us the last couple of weeks after we played Indiana State, who's such a good team and so well coached, was how much would we improve? Because <clears throat> we obviously have a lot of things to work on and improve on. And would we be humble enough to make the adjustments that we were going to need to make and, and invest into them? And we have. I mean, we've had a couple of really good weeks of practice. I've worked them really, really hard. Coach Glantz worked them really, really hard. And you could see it making a direct impact in the game, uh, offensively on the mound and, and really every way room left to grow. I think we have to get, I think we have the ability to, and we're going to have to get better defensively, but we need to, we need to catch more 50, 50 balls in the outfit. I don't think we're good enough at that yet. Uh, as a matter of fact, I know we're not good enough at that yet. I think our, our infield is improving, but if Brock's going to catch, we have to, we have to replace that with the same level of defense at first base that we had with him last year. And then we have a new middle infield from the standpoint of Tyler's in a new position and we have a new second baseman. So both of those guys have work to do and, and Tyler going to shortstop, that's a big, that's a big ask and he has to get better. So I think, you know, we, the big thing for me in this all, as we kind of move forward here is we, we still have a lot of growth areas in our, in our defense. Most certain. Um, I think on the mound, I think those young guys have, have, a lot of room to grow, you know, Evan O'Neill and, and, and Ryan rushing and Eli Shaw, we'll get Seth Menace back here. He's progressing really well in his throwing program. So I think those young guys on the mound have really premium stuff, have a chance to really impact, especially after their, their off season programming. So I think we we've got to, we've got to add more guys to that top tier in the pitching staff um, that you, that stuff that you can throw out on a Friday night in, in, in mid relief, in in uh, in short relief in the back end of the game, we need we need more guys that can pitch on a Friday and Saturday with with premium stuff uh, and with and with premium attitude and mentality and and they we have the physical ability to do it. We just have to we have to coach them and and they have to be coachable and and accept the challenge of the work it's going to take to get there. So I guess that would be my 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 assessment. I, I'm I'm really pleased with how much better we've gotten the last couple of weeks, we just have to stay on that same trajectory. And if we do that, then I think we're capable of, of, of achieving what we want to achieve. But we, we just have a, lot, a long way to go to get there. But I'm, I'm certainly happy with where we're at. The Hoosiers have one more external exhibition this Tuesday at 5 p.m. against the Great Lakes Canadians at Bart Kaufman Field. Talking Hoosier Baseball will have live audio coverage on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to get alerts. See you at the BART.